Welcome to The Drummer and the Great Mountain, a podcast where we share effective tips and practices for working with adult ADD, ADHD in a natural, effective way without the use of medications. Each episode, join me, your host, Batman Saram, along with the author of The Drummer and the Great Mountain, Michael Joseph Ferguson. Join Michael and myself in an interactive discussion of sharing our stories as we journey together in transforming what can be the gift of being what we call hunter types. This podcast is intended to be your audio companion to the book written by Michael, who joins me each episode where we both will strive to foster dialogue, give you our personal insights, and share both of our experiences on this similar path that we are all on. Our intention and hope is that along with the book, this podcast gives you an additional perspective as you listen to us delve deeper into each chapter of the book to give you even more tools to go along with what it is that you are reading. Visit us at drummerandthegreatmountain.com to purchase the book and look for more tools, tips, and updates, as well as giving us feedback on this podcast. Join our growing global community of creative types, entrepreneurs, and out-of-the-box thinkers on our shared journey. Welcome to the Drummer in the Great Mountain podcast. Welcome to you all in our Drummer in the Great Mountain podcast community, and welcome once again to the Drummer in the Great Mountain podcast, an audio companion to the guidebook to transforming adults ADD, ADHD by Michael Joseph Ferguson. As always, for those of you just joining us each week here on the podcast, I have the author of this guidebook on, and it is an open forum, an open discussion with the goal of taking you through each chapter of the book as a companion to the book. And of course, our goal is that you bought the book, you're going through things, you're going through a process, but we want to be there through this process with you. And that's been the goal of this podcast ever since we've been doing this now for almost 14 or 15 episodes. For those of you that have been with us all the way and been giving us feedbacks and comments, we thank you. We're enjoying it. We're thriving in it with you. And we are just absolutely so uh, I'll, I'll say for myself, just so bl- feel very blessed to know that this is making a difference. And your feedback is, is kind of what, not kind of, it is what drives that. It's, it's knowing this podcast, being your companion to the book, that both of these things together are making a difference for you. And always remember, we're in the same boat as you. We're, we're all in this together. And with that in mind, I thought it was really just uh, important to start out today's episode, um, some feedback we got that uh, Michael shared with me that I think, I can't think, uh, and I, when I read this, I have to tell you, the feelings that came up for me were powerful. They were really powerful when I when I read this email that came to us, um, because I think I've never heard it summarized this well, and, and, and I'll get Michael's thoughts on it too, so I'm just going to read it to you from one of our listeners and um, one of the people that's going through this book now. And here goes. I just subscribed to your podcast on my way to getting the book. It's blowing my mind so far. 
All of this great information has helped quiet that inner battle between, quote, I feel driven and capable and some very smart and concerned people tell me I'm broken. I cannot thank you enough for this important work and this podcast, Go, You guys are doing a fantastic job. Very powerful duo. Keep up the stellar work. It's making a world of difference to at least one person. I, I never have put the two together, yet I've felt this way as well. So for you hunter types today, this is just a personal editorial share. You're not broken. Michael has emphasized this over and over again. This is your wiring. It's just the way you're wired. It's the way I am wired. Let no one let you think otherwise. And, and with that, I have, I'll bring in Michael because I'm just so curious to hear what we, you, you sent this to me, but we never really got a chance to get into it. I, I just felt like that was so well said. It was very poetic almost, wasn't it? Yeah, that was such a beautiful comment. And, and it re- like you said, it, like, it's comments like this that <sighs> affirm that like, the four years that went into the book and all the work that we've done together in the podcast is, is making a connection. And I think this was the big piece. This was the piece where I felt that um, viewing ADHD as a disorder and, and carrying that label felt – Especially as I really dove into the research, it just felt like a bad label. It's having an uh, adverse effect on people, and especially given it's it's the same wiring that generates some of the greatest artists and and entrepreneurs and and athletes. So to even call it a, a disorder felt like a disservice to all of us. And I just felt like, you know, it helped to have something to call it so we can name some of the challenges when, when ADHD first came, it, you know, the label came up, but it doesn't feel accurate. It's very limited. So when we use the term hunter type, it's it's not the ideal term, but it feels like it has at least more of a um, a broader way of looking at how we're wired, how we, how we can adjust our lives to be more um, – to, to, to maximize all the potential that we all have and not just get lost in this label of like, oh, yeah, I'm really good at all this stuff, but I still have this disorder. Mm. And, and to me, that it, it, it doesn't make sense. And uh, when I read that comment, I thought, well, that's fantastic that that's what's, that's uh, that's what's getting picked up on. And I have to say to the person that sent it, if you're listening to this episode, thank you. We're obviously not revealing who you are on purpose because that doesn't, that doesn't help, doesn't get us anywhere. It has nothing to do with what a beautiful statement you made. And I just want to commend you for the awareness of that statement. Those two, the inner battle you felt, I've never heard it put that well uh, and as I said to me it was poetic so personally thank you for that and thank you for sharing because that also Michael is something that you t- I think you're kind of touching on when when it's a disorder it's it, it makes a person um, go into their turtle shell and, and then not yeah. want to talk about it and then here we have through the podcast I'm not you know patting ourselves on the back for ego purposes I'm sharing so that more people share because this is what then brings other people to the forefront and want to transform and then we can all help each other is is it when it's not seen as that it's seen as wow this is just the way i'm wired and by the way this is how i felt about it this whole time i just i, I think it's it's very powerful and it just can be of help to others yes and and you know i would encourage all those listening that especially i think now i'm starting we're both getting me and Simon are getting a sense of like what 
is being communicated. And definitely, if you know people, which I'm sure you do, it is a, it's at least 10% of the population. And we all tend to pack together. I know lots and lots of hundreds. <laughs> so, uh, you know, share it with people you know that you think may benefit, especially people who are artists or people who are in the creative fields. Um, you know, this is this is the area that both of us are most familiar with. This is sort of the target audience that I wrote the book for uh, and would love to continue to, to build the community. Well said. And before we get into to continuing on our topic from last week and some tips and practices, one thing I want to note on a personal level is the part about how some this this listener said some very smart people and this is this is exactly the paradigm that's so hard to break because you have some very smart people and and I, and I don't know if this person's referring to family or friends or both you know yeah. when they put this judgment on you it makes it even tougher because you're like well maybe they know what they're talking about and I've been in the same situation with family and yeah. once I've been going and continue and will continue to go through this transformational process is yeah. that, no, please don't put a judgment on me that I'm anything, including broken the way this listener said, you yeah. are you. And I know it sounds cliche, but you are you. Good for you in a sense and with positive and love that you can operate in this way on these topics and, and you manage your life in this way. That's not the way I'm wired, but I'm working on it. And I've already noticed the improvements and I've already noticed the change it's made in my life. In the end, correct me if I'm wrong here, Michael, the point is, and, and if I can use one of the terms we've talked about, farmer type friend that you judge me as broken perhaps, and I'm just putting myself in this person's situation. I'm never, no matter what I go through in this process, I'm never going to be a farmer type. That's the whole yeah. point. So yeah. you be you and I'll be me. That's it. That's really well put. And, and uh, you know, to give credit to the people that care about all of us, and I'm, I know I've gone through it. Mm -hmm. I know, you know, most of us under types have gone through it. Behavior and things that we do doesn't make sense to other people. And yes. so because of that, they feel concern mm -hmm. for your well-being. And, and oftentimes that's where it's coming from. And that's understandable. I mean, the thing is to, to see the other side of it. Um, and, and all of us have a wiring where we can be self-destructive. We can do things that actually are harmful to ourselves. And that's part of the challenge. That's mm -hmm. part of what we're given as our journey. And here's the deal. Everyone in the world is messed up in some wonderfully beautiful way. That is just <laughs> the, the nature of being a human being. And we're never going to heal all of it. It's just, and, and so if you're, if you're going to this podcast or going to the book thinking it's going to, to quote unquote heal your ADD, this is not the podcast for you because that's not what this is about. What this is about is it's about accepting yourself, accepting who you are, learning to work within the parameters of what you've been given so you can really thrive with it and, and minimize those things that are challenges and bringing in, I think the big term that we can be coming back to over and over again is mindfulness, awareness, bringing awareness to some of the patterns that we would like to shift and then having that leverage of understanding how the brain chemistry works and other things so that we can actually make some shifts towards the positive so we can we can start doing more of utilizing our talents and our creativity to make a living and and do those things that we most care about and i think that's that's to us and to me that's the focus of what we're doing beautiful that gets us beautifully into uh, a chapter following time management which we're kind of combining with which is tips and practices so i think that's a beautiful segue in 
one of the things that I know I'm still working on it and I feel like I'll be working on it for a while is like we've gone through all these chapters of what to do and how to, like you said, um, bring down the challenges to, to a minimum level, an optimum level. Now how, we've done all these things. Now it's about rearranging our life to be a, a more hunter type friendly. Again, keeping in mind, there's, we're not talking about a cure. So here it is in tips and practices. Talk to us about what you wrote in the book about rearranging our lives to be more hunter type friendly. Yeah. So this chapter in the book is, is a lot of different aspects. There's, it covers um, finances. It covers organization. There's a lot of different pieces, but all of it kind of comes back to how do you start to, <clears throat> with everything that we've covered so far, how do you start to arrange your daily routines, your organizational systems, your work life, home life, your creative projects, so that you're you're maximizing your potential? And um, there's a lot there. There's a lot in terms of um, just basically bringing all these pieces together. Um, what we're going to cover today specifically, because there's so much in that chapter, uh, we're going to I, we decided to kind of coalesce that into the theme of organizing your thoughts and or, in organizing your life. So in terms of building good organization systems, that's the thing that's placed on a lot of hundred types of we're disorganized. And I know some of you have mentioned you have challenges with organization. It's common. And, uh, Instead of going into – which is – there's a lot of information out there of like, okay, here's how you file this and here's how you're – we're not going to cover that on this podcast. We're going to cover about how do you organize your thoughts so that you design – and you design systems that actually work within the structure that, that feels most comfortable to you. And so we're going to revisit a little bit what we covered last week on the time management chapter, and we're going to kind of look at meta – concepts. So how do you create good systems that maintain themselves and that they are supportive to you and you're able to um, understand them and not overcomplicate them? So that that's going to be the theme. And then we're going to go into actually a couple of very specific um, realms in that in terms of note taking and mind mapping. Very interesting what you said twice there I picked up on, which is this is this process that you've written about is as much about right we've said it so many times being a hunter type having routine having some some kind of steady routine and and writing things down and sticking to goals which is something we honoring ourselves has come up um uh, uh, the integrity topic has come up to ourselves last week came up in time management mm -hmm. but i find it that's all like physical external stuff, like being organized, getting to things on time and, and sticking to goals. And then there's this internal thing of actually learning the habit, which we're not good at intrinsically, organizing our thoughts. That's kind of a deep concept in itself because what you're trying to do is step up one level above you and your brain and say, normally you don't think like this. Let's think in this way and let's actually do that. And that goes along... I imagine, correct me if I'm wrong, this is where that, that pyramid that you've built in the book of meditation and exercise mm -hmm. and the right foods yeah. which give us the right chemistry in order to be able to first organize our thoughts. Because if our thought, thoughts are jumbled and there's that fog that you talk about, it's like yeah. it just seems like we can't move forward. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. And in so many things we covered again up till now, especially with diet and exercise, uh, you, those got to be in place. 
they have to be in place in some way, shape or form in order to maintain a level of mental focus. And then there's still going to be those cycles of there's certain times during the day where you're going to be able to focus more on mundane tasks and certain times of the day where you're going to be more creative. And so understanding those are, are, are I think, are essential in self-actualization which is kind of, that's a big heavy word, but pretty much your ability to say, I want to do this with my life and then actually see it come to pass. That's really, I mean, that's what everyone wants. Everyone wants to be able to say like, I want to do this with my life. I want to do this with my family. I want to, whatever it is, and then have that manifest in the world with all of the through all the chaos and the confusion and all the things that come with it. And it's always a messy process. It's never just super clean, but to be able to keep that thread going, coming back to it over and over again until what you are thinking about comes into manifestation in the actual, in the world. And so what we were going to cover now is sort of, here's the, here are the, the big pieces that you you do a couple of these things, it's going to help that process move more smoothly and effectively. Great. Let's get into it. Start giving us some, some tips just coming off of our time management piece last week. What are some just general good tips for someone listening right now in maintenance, which is a challenge we have as hundred types. How do we maintain the time management piece and, and these organization systems? Yeah. So if you, so we spoke about time management systems last week. We didn't cover everything. If you know, I always recommend the book because it's 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 all in there. Um, the so if you're developing a time management system, like we discussed last week, or any system of organization that could be from organizing your uh, paper files in your filing cabinet to um, organizing uh, your thoughts on paper, whatever it is. Here's th- these are like meta tips <laughs> to to focus on so that you have you have a context for it so one is and it's very important for us hunter types to do this simple is best Overcomplicating things is common for us and i know that for myself i know this for almost everyone that i've coached so we have a tendency to be hyper creative and want to get the juice out of like creating the perfect system and it's great but what i've found over time is simple is best and that's across the board i mean that's almost like a scientific um uh i don't want to say a theory but it, it it's it, when you simplify something to the point where it can't be simplified anymore it usually becomes very effective so it, i would say one simple is best so whatever your design whatever system it is look at it and go, okay, here's what I'm doing right now. How do I simplify this even more so that I'm not thinking about it? It doesn't involve a lot of thought. I can just like, if I have a a filing system for my folders, I know exactly where things are going. Simple is best. Two is stay consistent. So if you've designed a system, commit to it. So, you know, you may take some ideas from this podcast and from the book and then start to adjust it for your own life, which is what you should do Get to, to a point where you should like, OK, sit down and go, OK, I'm going to start doing this, this and this in terms of my files or whatever it is or how I'm going to clean the house, whatever. Once you have that plan, once you say, OK, I've now got my system, commit to staying consistent with it and not continually tweaking it to the point where you, you, you're not 
keeping with the system and all. So one tip with that would be if you're staying consistent, try to stay consistent, give yourself a time limit of like, okay, I'm going to stay with this system for two weeks and I'm going to really try it out and stay with it. And then after that, I can maybe make some adjustments, but I'm going to do exactly as stated for the next two weeks. So stay consistent. Second tip. Third would be and very important as well, aim to be functional and not perfect. Mm. So th- there's a tendency for us to be all or not. It's either it's perfect or I don't even want to mess with it. it it's completely unrealistic. Uh, just the way life works is nothing's ever perfect. It doesn't, it doesn't work. So many of us have that perfectionist mentality. And it really keeps us from from moving forward with things because we'll sit down and we'll like, okay, I'm going to, you know, tweak. We just like get every little piece right. And then as soon as we <laughs> fail on it or it's not working exactly the way we want, we're like, ah, screw it. It doesn't work. This doesn't work. I'm starting over. And I feel like and this I, is, I feel like on this point, this is a misunderstanding, you know, coming off of. The, the, the feedback point one of our listeners gave us today. I feel like we're, this is where we're, and we can laugh about it now. I can laugh about it. I feel like this is where we're misjudged sometimes. And I'll tell you how I think that is, is that the perception is, oh, so-and-so, well, you know him. He never finishes anything. And it gives this, uh, it gives this reputation in the perception that we actually don't aim to achieve or that we've not actually taking steps towards it almost the whole lazy phenomenon like we get labeled with lazy whereas people have no idea it's the opposite it's not that we're sitting on a couch eating bonbons because we don't get stuff done there is this thing with the hunter type that makes us ocd perfectionists especially i've noticed i can speak for myself as a musician with music projects where you're right we we set ourselves up for this this inevitable failure which is i need 100 things in this song to be this way and perfect and if all 100 are not achieved i'm throwing it away well you just set yourself up for failure there's no way that's going to happen if you're not willing to compromise on some of those things and that's why that album didn't get done and that's why that song didn't get done. not because you're not lazy it's actually the opposite little do they know we're up all night we're up till four in the morning we're sweating over this thing and that's why it's because we're actually not willing to let go. And but it's not from lack of effort, is I guess what I'm trying to say. And I just feel like that's that's a misunderstanding of a perception out there. Exactly. And and I think you know I was thinking of the story about um, just because you mentioned music. I think it was Bruce Springsteen. It was, I think Thunder Road was that the album. I know that was the song. Uh, th- there was like a pivotal album for him, and apparently he went into the studio and he was just hyper focused on it. That was the album that kind of put him over the top. And uh, he was – they finished the album. He listened to it, and he was so angry. He took the, took the record and just threw it and broke it, and he's like, ah, oh, it's terrible. And that ended up being like the most – and it's that <laughs> level. Uh, and so the, here's the deal. It's like that part of us that wants perfection is beautiful and can generate the most amazingly refined art and creativity and um, – and, and, uh, ability to do things so but it needs to be kept in check if it takes over and especially if it starts to go into time management or organizational systems it's it's deadly so it's about keeping that piece in line so it doesn't take over your whole life so 
again, you know, aim aim to be functional with your systems, but not perfect. Avoid the all or nothing. And all or nothing is, I got to say, one of the most, the top, one of the top themes I cover uh, when I do coaching work is that to, to really start to erode away and soften that all or nothing perception, because it really can do a lot of damage if not kept in check. So I would say that's a real, it's a good area to journal about. If you're, you've taken up some of the journaling tips that we've mentioned, all or nothing is definitely something to, to look at. Got it. Um, moving on. Uh, so in terms of time management systems, and I'd say in, in a lot of your systems, if you use it 75% of the time, it's a perfect system. So it doesn't have, so inherent in getting the system in place, especially with time management, if you, you know, if you're using it 75% of the time, even like 60% of the time, it's working. It's a good thing. Don't think that, okay, now I, I'm not using it all the time. Therefore it's not working. You know, I will, and I can say that. I mean, most of the, most of the systems I have, I'm going to use them at least 75% of the time, but it's never a hundred. It's almost rarely a hundred for any system that I've set up. You know, I'm always going to fudge it a little bit, or I might write something down on a piece of paper. And so it's important to recognize like what, what is, what is a perfect system? The perfect system is something you're using 60 to 70% of the time. That way, you know, get that into your head is that's what perfection is. And that way it might be a little bit easier to think in terms of designing systems and knowing when you got there. So a lot of times you get a system, you're like, oh, was this working? It's so kind of mercurial and it's working if it's, if it's reducing your stress, if you're, you're clear about how it works and you're most of the time using it. That's the perfect system. And that's one thing I was going to say is, I know I've been there, is when you're in that 100% mode, the the negative cycle that that produces is since you can't achieve it, you get frustrated. That produces the whatever, I'm not a doctor, whatever the chemicals are that produce that stress. And and that for a hunter type is is the downfall. It's that stress level, especially when we're not maintaining other things, right? If we're not meditating all the time and not eating right all the time, then stress throws us over the top. And that's why we kind of burn out or or, or say, as you said, I'm, I'm just not going to do it is because there wasn't that. But it comes back to one thing that over and over you've mentioned. If you have the so as much as this sounds mechanical percentages to me what I hear coming out in your words is mindfulness. This is back to mindfulness, which is something you have to practice to get good at through those other exercises like meditation. If you're mindful yes. and you're eating the right things and you're meditating and you're working on yourself on those aspects, you're going to have this quiet little meter that you, as you're working on something, say, you know what? I, I'm look, I'm, I'm watching myself about to go above 75% and try to hit a hundred. I know what's going to happen. You know what? This is good. We're good on this for now. Or let me yeah. take a break and come back to it. So I, that's what I heard coming at me yes. when you were saying that. Is It comes back to that mindfulness. And, you know, it's a good to mention even the food and exercise piece. I mean, that also fits totally in this category, too. If you're, if you're hitting it at 60 to 70%, you, it's perfect. Like, really. Like, you, and, again, it's like you know it, it's working well when you're seeing shifts. If it's – if it's, it, are you moving – It's one of, one of my coaching clients mentioned this to me, and I think it was a, a Neil um, – oh, gosh, I can't think of his last name. The, Gannon? Gannon? Uh, he gave a talk, and he, he, basically he was saying either are you moving towards the mountain or are you moving away from the mountain? Mm -hmm. It's like are you moving towards the destination that you want, which fits right in with the book, 
title. Um, if, are you is this system moving you closer to what you want or away from it? If it's moving closer to it, even if it's not perfect, keep going. It's yeah, if, as long as you're moving forward, I think our our tendency is we're not moving fast enough, so we got to rev right. it up. We got to rev it up. No, that you'll you'll get there. You'll you'll yeah. get there. Yeah, got it. That's it. So and the, so the next one, and this is just another huge important tip to highlight is especially in the beginning if you're getting yourself fired up when you're listening to this podcast or you picked up the book and you're like all right i'm doing i'm changing my whole life and that's it then um don't let your action items rule your life don't let your action items list rule, rule your life and then discourage you and so let me play it out so the tendency that i've had in the past and uh, i've had to work on and i most of my clients go through this. You're like, oh, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And then you burn on it for two or three weeks. <laughs> You've set yourself up for way too many things that you can integrate in the real world uh, in any in a short period of time. And then you feel discouraged and you're like, oh, screw it. It didn't work. And then you're back to square one again. So that's sort of the the concept that I and, and tendency a lot of us go through. And so specifically, don't let your action items list rule your life. One of the things that what I do with my coaching work is the context of it is is looking at what are the wins from this past week. That's that's an essential piece of my coaching work. It's like training your brain to go, okay. What actually did I accomplish? What am I celebrating that I actually did? And it's surprising to me how many of us, hunter types, don't celebrate our wins. We just think it's never enough. It's not, okay, no, but I got to keep going. I got to keep going. It's part and of our perfectionism. What, it's part of our perfectionism. Why would we celebrate something? Because that means it's actually done. That means it's actually like we've yeah. achieved something. But if you're operating that perfectionism paradigm, why would you celebrate? Because it's almost like you're, you're saying it's, it's done. And it, yeah, and there's a but there's a little kid inside you going, it's never enough. Mm -hmm. This whoever's talking to the brain, it's never enough for this person. Everything I do, I've showed up, I've done all these things on the list, and I'm still, it's still never enough. If you don't give yourself an emotional stopping point where you go, oh, okay. I did this and this and this and reward yourself. If nothing else, by just reminding yourself what you've accomplished, then you set up this pattern in your brain that says it's never enough. You may accomplish the item. You may get that little spurt of like, oh, okay, I did it, but now I'm on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Uh, it, from my experience, if you start to train yourself to celebrate your wins, no matter how small, it starts to build this unconscious – deep level movement and consistency towards what you want. It's like your subconscious is like, okay, I'm getting rewarded for this. It's, and it's often connected with your body of like stopping for a moment and taking a breath and going, look what I have accomplished. That's again, that mindfulness piece, so celebrating the things that you've accomplished, training yourself to do that as you're working on your action items list. Even if you, there's, 20 that you didn't accomplish the reality is you accomplished these four and those were important so again don't let your action items list rule your life and discourage you start slow especially if you're just getting started on this program and some of the things that we've mentioned start slow each win that you hit take a moment celebrate it 
encourage yourself to keep going. It sounds, it may sound a little pretentious, but I assure you, and, and any psychologist will assure you that, that your emotional body is always present. And when you listen, you give it a little, you know, support and like, hey, look, we did this. We accomplished this. Like you talk to yourself, I accomplished this. It goes a long way towards maintaining and cons a consistency when you set yourself up for bigger and bigger goals. I I know that for me the block I had initially in in celebrating wins was it felt hmm trying to think of the word I, I think immature it felt like mm -hmm. well I'm just treating myself like a kid now well now yeah. that I look back it's like well wait a minute time out there's still that little kid inside of you. Yeah. And whether a kid, no matter what age you are, we we get good feelings. We get good chemical reactions from feeling good about something, especially when it involves ourselves. I mean, we feel good when something good happens for someone else, but we also feel good when something happens for, for us. And, you know, it almost felt like, oh, what, you know, what am I, am I giving myself a lollipop because I uh, cleaned right. up my room kind of thing? But you're right. I, I, there was a part of me that just had to say almost in the beginning, I don't like it, but I'm going to do it anyways. And yeah. then it turned it around slowly because I think it's what you just said, just doing it almost when I didn't enjoy even the process of celebrating the win, just started to build some quiet programming. Some algorithms started running, some process started running internally, which never was there. It almost woke up something that wasn't there. Maybe even since I was a little kid when I used to sure. get congratulated for the little things. And yeah. now I look forward to that, you know, and, and it doesn't mean you're dropping your goals. That's one thing I want to make sure yeah. everyone's clear about. It doesn't mean you're being super lenient on yourself now or anything like that. I can tell you for me personally, in my exercise goals, Swimming being my exercise of choice due to just so many things that have happened to my to my body. I can't lift weights anymore. I can't run. Swimming is it for me. It's the only way for me to burn calories and get my cardio and, and all that good stuff. I can tell you personally that um, if I didn't celebrate when I was able to do 10 laps, I wouldn't get to 50 where I am today. It, 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 I, there's no way I would have. If I just said 10 laps, that's not good enough. What's that doing? You're not burning any calories at 10 laps. If when I got to 10 laps, which obviously started out as barely being able to do four or five without just completely panting and being out of breath. When I got to 10, I'm like, let's use the methodology. Let's let's practice yeah. what we preach here. Hey, you did 10. Great. Six months later, 50 is like 10 for me. And there's no way I would have done that if internally when I got to each level, the 20, hmm. the 25, you know, and, and that's go. where I let go of perfectionism, by the way. I may have told you, Michael, but, you know. The perfectionist side of me said, well, fine, you celebrated a win, but don't you dare celebrate until you get to 30 from 10. No, then right. I let go and I said, no, how about when we, and all of a sudden one day it was 17 and 17 was yeah. a reason to celebrate. And then 25, I let go of this like thing. It had to be and even in order how to celebrate the win. And then yeah. I feel like that's, that's what got me to where I am. So just a personal share that if it helps anyone. Fantastic. That's, that's it. I mean, you you spoke it that that's it and I I get it. I, I practiced this throughout the whole book I mean if anyone for the people who have the book you know you probably the book probably came in the mail you're like oh my god that's a huge book <laughs> so you know to write that and that's like maybe 
a quarter of actually what I wrote. Wow. I mean, it got whittled down. Wow. So, um, but what kept me going was, you know, I picked a location that I was going to write at. I went all the time. And sometimes I would just say, look, the win today, I would tell myself the win today is if I step foot in the door, if I get to the door, uh, that's the win. And I've had to practice this over and over again. And, and this after many years of not doing this. And so I feel very confident. Like, you know, our little kids in there, it, it, it never changes. I don't care if you're 90 years old. It's our child self rules a ton of our life in a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. And we become softer, more pleasant people to be around when we actually soften to those places inside of us and we don't and we become much more effective i mean i like that imagery god i like that imagery we're softer when we give ourselves a little bit of a break aren't we we're just and imagine the aura you're giving off there and and going to relationships this is huge you're going to notice a big turnaround again personally speaking in your relationships wife girlfriend boyfriend whatever the case may be for you living with someone not when you get into this and then you start accomplishing little things, you're going to notice that by giving yourself this recognition of, hey, I did something and 75% is perfection, you're going to notice changes. You're going to, you're, you're, whoever's in your life, and it doesn't have to be boyfriend or girlfriend, that kind of relationship, it'll be family members too. Definitely. They'll notice this softening. So that's, that's well said. That's really well said. And I want, it makes you, but most importantly, it's you'll be more effective. You'll actually yes. achieve the goals that you weren't yes. achieving before. And I think that's the, that's the big point. I know we Shall try we to, move on? yeah, I was going to say, I know we, we want to come up each week and we have so far with some kind of homework assignment. So take us through the concept of mind mapping, because that's also going to be the homework assignment for the listener this week. So go ahead. Let's get into it. Yes. So, um, Let's see. So with mind mapping, so let's mention it real quick. So uh, mind mapping was brought into my consciousness around 1998 by the head of Texas Instruments, the company Texas Instruments. I was a subcontractor for a project that they were involved with. Actually, it was actually a really good company to work with. And he was head of best practices. So that that part of the company is goes out and studies the best way to do everything from sharpening a pencil to organization. And so that was his job was to find the, the most efficient way to do certain things. And he told me, he's like, Michael, this will change your life, mind mapping. And it's become much more popular since then. So uh, I just want to encourage people, if you haven't learned about mind mapping, for us hunter types, it is a game changer, and it's simple. So basically, mind mapping is a replacement for the outlining system that many of us learned in school, which is you know point one, point two. Mind mapping is a non-linear way of taking down thoughts, organizing your thoughts. And then taking those into maybe putting them on an action item list or creating a, just creating a, 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 some kind of creative project. The book was all, the book Drummer in the Great Mountain was all mind mapped out before I wrote a single word. So uh, too many things to cover on the podcast. So I would encourage you to go to YouTube. So here's your homework assignment: go to YouTube, look up mind mapping. Um, and learn how to do it, and it'll take you 15 minutes. It's simple. Go, go look at some videos. Learn how to do it on paper. And if you can, order a book on it online. You know, read the book on it. But I think you can get the concepts even just by watching a YouTube video. Um, 
and learn to do it on paper. Learn to take a sheet of paper and create a mind map of, you know, here's uh, my day. Here's the different categories in the, my day. So maybe one's like finances and one of them's like uh, uh, friends and another one is work. And then tree those out into different subsections. What mind mapping does and what it makes what's most effective for us hunter types is it gives us an ability to get things out of our head very, very, very quickly and onto paper so that we can look at it, see it, and start to arrange the pieces in a way that you can't do with normal linear uh, note-taking. So my suggestion is, and I think we will come back to both this and uh, the note-taking technique that is mentioned in the book uh, in future podcasts, but I would say for this episode, uh, primarily just go to YouTube, look up my mapping, research it, practice it on paper. There's there's software available on the iPad and desktops, but learn to do it on paper first. And then uh, I, I think that's all you need because once people get it, they get it, it clicks and then they start using it. So I would say that's, that's the homework assignment. Perfect. And, and by the way, in the book, um, as part of your assignment, if you're not there yet and you're doing the assignment, it is in the book in this tips and practices chapter on uh, page 331. There is a mention of it. There's a nice graph there. So combine that with, with looking into mind mapping, which is your assignment of the week. And, you know, b- before we completely wrap up, I just want to say that I love the transparency of uh, so many things that you mentioned on the podcast that are tips or a suggestion of how to approach the system. It's so gratifying to know that literally this is how you approach the book. I mean, to know that you said it, you say it in the first line on page 331, this book would not have gotten done if it wasn't for mind mapping. So there's just full transparency there. And I think that's great. It's awesome. Excellent. Excellent. Well, good. Thank any any so thoughts? Much. Yeah. And any appreciate, thoughts? Appreciate all your contributions to this. I yeah. know it's wonderful to hear that our the listenership is expanding. I wanted to make one quick note, please. So the Yoga Wisdom and Wellness uh, book giveaway is still happening. I think they're going to do the um, the pick of the winners. They're giving away three copies of The Drummer in the Great Mountain, uh, I think on August 30th. So um, what you need to do to get in the running is go to yogawisdomandwellness.com. Upper right-hand corner, click the Facebook link, uh, like their page, and then you'll if you scroll down, you'll see a post that talks about The Drummer in the Great Mountain book giveaway. Write a little comment about your connection with adult ADD, and they will pick three people at random Uh, I think around August 30th, and uh, you may get a free book. Excellent. And as always, we are at drummerandthegreatmountain.com. That Facebook and Twitter link is on the upper right-hand corner. Keep those feedbacks coming through email, through the website, through Facebook. As we open the show today, you know how much this feedback means to us. Um, The whole beginning of the show jumped off of uh, feedback from a listener. So it really does drive what we do, confirm what we're doing here as a service, as a companion to the book is working, which gives us um, great 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 feelings um and and lets us know that uh you know what we're doing here getting up on a weekend every morning very early for both of us is is all the worth <laughs> is, is all the worth it also to mention too um it, 
leaving reviews is important to the podcast as well. So please do that on iTunes. We have a few up there. We would love to see more. So take a few minutes and go on iTunes or Goodreads and give yeah. us a review of the podcast itself on there. And uh, nothing else for me, Michael. Thank you as always for your time. Looking forward to getting into chapter 12 on the on your, your coaching process itself. So a lot of good things still coming up. Excellent. Thank you to everybody out there as always. For those that are new to us, we hope you stay with us. And for those of you who have been with us for the whole ride long, thank you. And keep the feedback coming. And do not uh, fret. Do not give up on the process. We know there's ups and downs. That's what we're here for. Hopefully by listening. Um, if you're at a 60% perfection level, you know now it's okay. You've always known it is okay because we're all in the same boat. And we know the we know the feelings that go going through this process. And really, learn, it's really more you're learning so much more about who you are there's a truthfulness that comes out to who you are and how you're wired and it's and it's a wonderful thing to recognize so with no further ado again drummer in the great let us know what you're thinking share with us your story and as always take care of yourselves and your health be well
Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is intended solely for the purpose of personal growth and not as a replacement for professional psychological support. The views and opinions of the hosts and guests of this show are not meant to be taken as medical advice. It is very important to seek the help of a qualified medical practitioner when making any shifts to psychiatric medication you may be taking or if you are experiencing extreme psychological distress.